The Lord be with you. Wow, the first couple weeks everybody was sitting up front. Now everybody's going Presbyterian and heading towards the back. Wherever you sit, we are glad that you have joined us today. Welcome to RGPC in person and online. Wonderful to have you worship with us today. Today is a new Sunday in the life of this church community, Star Wars Stories Sunday. We got an extra Sunday before Star Sunday, so I am thrilled to tell you that you're going to be hearing from some of our members about what their 2020 stars meant to them. And so this indeed is going to be a great day while we anticipate next Sunday being Star Sunday. Uh, I guess I should say, Happy New Year. There you are. Happy New Year. Today we launched something really incredible in the life of the church. We launched something on Facebook. It's a group called Health, Faith, and Fitness. And I encourage you to check it out and to join in to that group. It's going to be a wonderful addition to our ministry here at Rosedale. There's some things in the bulletin I would like to highlight to you. Each week we remember in prayer three to four families and we hold that family in prayer. And so we have restarted that tradition and our families that we're praying for today are the Aspery's, Elstones, Kasperics, and Sanderson's. Also, you'll notice that we brought back our Living Legacy book where we honor those who have contributed to our endowment fund. Just an opportunity to thank them for their gifts for our future. You'll also notice that there's a pledge status in the bulletin. It's a little behind, I'm happy to tell you, uh, that we've seen an increase in $10,000 to what you see there. We're beginning now to try to look ahead to this year's budget, and I would ask if you have not yet sent in your pledge card, please do so. And if you're someone who pledges online, you do need to let Kim know that that will be your pledge for the year so that she can count it in our tally. I know that there are some folks out there who might be confused about that because you're still giving your amount every month, but she asked to let you know that. Also, this coming Saturday, we're gonna have our deacon session retreat from 9.30 to 12.30 on Zoom, so we look forward to that leadership retreat. And I also wanted to share with you our huddle, so you'll see an insert in the bulletin and it draws attention to all those who are in need of our prayers. I would like to highlight Rob Sider, who was admitted to St. Mary's Hospital with heart issues on Christmas Eve. Uh, last Monday, he had two cardiac stints put in. He came home Thursday, New Year's Eve, and he is doing well in his recovery. Jerry Gibbons is gonna be going into Henry Ford Hospital this Thursday, January 7th, to have surgery. Please keep Jerry in your prayers. We also want to make sure that we're remembering our families who have recently lost a loved one and continuing to hold them in our prayers. We want to remember the Squire family as Marnie's father, Charles Thayer, passed. We want to remember Jack Backus as he recently passed. There will be a family service for Jack this week, and then the family is planning uh, when the way be clear to have what Jack requested, which was a party of worship service, celebration, and all the food we could possibly eat. Also, the Benny Cole Seymour families, as Sheila's older brother, Peter, recently passed away. 
And then the Cross family, so Guy and Betty Runyon let me know that a longtime member from years ago, Marilyn Kleinfelter, had passed away, and she and her husband Tom had lived in Sutton's Bay when they retired. They were very active in the life of this church, so please remember her and her family in your prayers. Having said all of our prayer requests, please note, too, that we have friends and family on that list that we want to hold in our prayers as well. Uh, last but not least, not only is it Star Word Stories Sunday, it's a really special Sunday because it's Pastor Kate's birthday. I'm ready. Sandy had this all planned out. Happy birthday to draw attention to her. So I invite you to do so all day. <laughs> Let us worship God.
So my friends, please stand as you are able. And let us say together this morning's call to worship. Your response will be in your bulletin. If you are worshiping online with us this morning, your responses will be on the screen. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. We have received in faith that which you, O Lord, have promised. Emmanuel, God with us, God in us, God revealed to us. Our souls rejoice in the salvation of the Lord. The Lord will be our everlasting light and glory. Praise and glory be to you now and forevermore. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending, bring from above, echoes of mercy, worship of love. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior. submission all is at rest I in my Savior and happy and blessed watching and waiting looking above filled with his goodness lost in his love this is my story this is my song Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. God knows our every need, and he hears our every prayer. With humility and faith, let us come to God as a community to confess our sins together. Let us pray. 
loving and compassionate God, from whom we receive life as a gift, forgive our efforts to create our own lives, to stay in control, and to mistake our needs. Forgive our attempts to manage others' lives, to overpower and undermine their responsibility. Forgive our clenched fists and free us to open our hands to receive your grace and to share with each other. Forgive our quickness to blame the other, to ignore our responsibilities, to resist accountability. Instead, fill us with the Spirit's forgiving and always affirming love. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Let us hear and believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. scripture reading this morning comes from the Old Testament from a book entitled Ruth. And I'd like to give you a quick little background. So there was this family, Naomi and her husband and two sons, and they lived near Bethlehem, but there was a famine, so they had to move to a whole other country. While there, uh, Naomi's two sons married two women but in the course of time, both of her sons and her husband ended up passing away. So Naomi decided that she was going to return home to Bethlehem. And at first, both of her daughter-in-laws followed her. But Naomi begged them, stay here, stay with your own people, with your own kind. So one of the daughter-in-laws did stay. But one daughter-in-law, Ruth, decided to stick with Naomi. So she traveled with her to Bethlehem, and that is where our scripture reading picks up today. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them, and the women explained, exclaimed, Can this be Naomi? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Love. 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 Love in this world is pretty messed up. It asks for a lot and it never returns the favor. Love in my world? Well, it brings more trouble than it's worth. In my world, love has felt like sabotage. It flees into the night. It, it, it leaves at the first sign of trouble. And it never feels like I love you no matter what. Because love in my world, it leaves. And when it leaves, there's only disaster left. Oh, promise is a lot, but it doesn't deliver much. It breaks hearts. I've picked up the pieces of my broken heart one too many times. So I build walls. Love isn't worth the tears. The pain, the loneliness. The surrender. It's exhausting. Even when you try to do love right, love fails. I have made a mess out of love. What good is it? You can't help me. Why love it all? Why do I even try to love? Why sacrifice to carry the burden? Why? 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 Because there is a perfect love. Perfect love that can end the disaster. A perfect love that can heal the brokenhearted. There is a love that saved those who are dwelling in this messed up world. God tells us about it because we wouldn't recognize it if it showed up on our own doorstep. It's a love that takes its time. It's profound. It doesn't brag or badmouth. God's love is like a shield that we know will never leave us. That you can trust. Hoping. And you never, ever exhaust it. That's his kind of love. And it never fails. And while we were keeping records of wrongs, and self-seeking and being unkind, he still died for us. How can I love like that? How can I love like that? How can I love like that? Because I am loved like that. I can love well, not because of me, but because he first loved me. That video is called The Love Anthem, and perhaps that could be the title for these four verses that we're going to hear from 1 Corinthians 13, verses that we know so well when we've gone to so many weddings where that has been a scripture that has been read to us, and it really is truly a love story. However, for the Apostle Paul, when he wrote it for the Corinthian church, it was a love story to the people of his faith community. Often the church is looked at as the bride of Christ. And so it is that we hear these amazing transforming words about what love is and what love is not. May God bless this reading to our hearts today. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. 
It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our sermon today is going to be a story from four individuals who are going to share what it has meant to them to have their star word in 2020 and what it has meant to them. It's quite moving and how blessed we are to get us in that mindset for ourselves. What is our story to our word from 2020 as we anticipate next Sunday where we get a new word and the story begins again, the story of what God will be moving us to lead towards with that word. But right now we're in the land of in-between. We're in between the Christmas season and Epiphany is soon to start next Sunday. And as we're heading into a new year, we kind of want to hang on to Christmas. Remember the true meaning of Christmas is that Jesus Christ came to us, God's gift to us. Jesus Christ loves us, always with us, abides in us, knows us by name. His love for us could never be confined to a day or perhaps a week or a month of any year. His love is unstoppable. That love has been shown in many ways through scripture, the story of Ruth. For example, from the Old Testament, in the video you heard the scripture line, we can love because God first loved us. And I think it's a wonderful example between Ruth and Naomi of how God's love can shape our relationships. Daughter-in-law to mother-in-law, counterculture. It was expected after husbands had died that her two daughter-in-laws would go back to their own land and their own gods, it says. One daughter-in-law did, and then Ruth stayed. And she said this remarkable promise, as we often do with those we love. She promised to always be with her, and that her God, that Naomi's God, would be Ruth's God. Never entreat me to leave you. What beautiful words. How true it is when we receive the love that Christ has for us that we begin to grow in our relationships and love has the power to transform and enrich meaning into those relationships. And then we head on to the New Testament with Paul. How amazing it is when we do something powerful with this little scripture passage. And years ago, Judy Beadle, Julie Beadle sent me an email and said that a mother and her teenage daughter, who had just begun to think about dating, sat down and she had her daughter read these four verses. And she said, until the boy comes that you can insert his name with the word love, you really shouldn't date him any further. Wow. So I propose to you that we put our names in these verses. Let me give you an example. Kate is patient and kind. Kate does not envy or boast. She is not arrogant or rude. Kate does not insist on her own way. 
She is not irritable or resentful. She doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing, but Kate rejoices with the truth. Kate's love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things because Christ first loved her, and therefore she can love. I ask you to move forward into this day and at some point insert your name, and you will find that you will approach 2021 with this faith-forward, transforming love of Jesus, who is the light of the world, who looks at all of us and calls us to be light. Today, as we approach this season of Epiphany, what better time to reflect on this past year as wise men followed the Christmas star and it led them to Jesus. Did your 2020 star word lead you to Jesus in some way? Did your word help you discover a meaning in your life? And did that meaning change when you got it in January before the global pandemic came? And has it changed since? So as we begin to reflect on 2020 star and we anticipate with joy our 2021 star, may you now hear the word of the Lord for you this day from Judy, Melanie, Dave and Rich. God bless you. My star word for 2020 is promise. The word promise has several definitions in the dictionary. The first one is a declaration or assurance that one will do a particular thing but that a particular thing will happen. The second one is to pledge to do, bring about, or provide, such as to promise aid or help. The third one is to suggest beforehand what might happen, such as dark clouds showing the promise of rain. The fourth one is the reason to expect something, such as there being little promise of relief. The fifth one is an expectation of success, improvement, or excellence, such as showing considerable promise. A child may show advanced musical talent or a knack for mathematics, which could promise a bright future in that area. Before COVID started, this is what the word promise meant to me. If I made a promise to do something, it meant that I would follow through in whatever I promised to do. If something else came up, I would remember what I had promised and not be influenced by anything else. Giving my word to someone was a promise. During the summer, I had two times that I particularly thought of my star word promise. Both times involved an important meeting and a memorial service. They were scheduled on the same day and at the same time. I really wanted to go to both of them, but I honored my first promise and found other people to handle my duties at the second occasion. The word promise has changed for me during the last nine months. In searching through the Bible, I find that it is filled with the promises of God. One source says the Bible has been found to contain over 8,810 promises by God. The actual word promise occurs over 50 times in the King James Version of the Bible. God's promises help us in every time of need. 
They are incredibly important to us because they help us keep grounded and give us hope in troubled times. From Genesis to Revelation, we read of normal people who receive the promises of God. These promises are sealed by God's word. When God makes a promise to his people, it will come to pass. One of the greatest promises is considered to be the one in Revelation 21, which says, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. I believe that God's promises are of great importance during the present time. God is definitely in charge, and he will see us through this time of COVID. He has promised relief, and now a vaccine has been approved and is starting to be used. I believe that we have come through the dark valley now and we are starting to see the light once again. During the next year, we are assured that everything will get better. We all need to relax and know that God is in charge. One of my favorite hymns is, O oh Jesus, I Have Promised. I would like to share two verses of that hymn with you. O oh Jesus, I have promised to serve thee to the end. Be thou forever near me, my master and my friend. I shall not fear the battle if thou art by my side, nor wander from the pathway if thou wilt be my guide. O Jesus, thou hast promised to all who follow thee that where thou art in glory, there shall thy servant be. And Jesus, I have promised to serve thee to the end. O give me grace to follow my master, and my friend. The following six verses from the Bible are important positive messages for all of us as we think of the word promise. God will never leave you. God will always protect you. God will give you strength for every battle. God will give you the grace necessary to endure all suffering. God will forgive you even when you have sinned against him. God will never stop loving you. During his time on earth, Jesus made many promises about the peace and hope he offers us. These promises give us great hope that he truly is the savior of the world. As we think of all the promises in the Bible, we know that God is always at work for us and Jesus is always with us and will never let us go. We need to bring joy to others whenever we can and bring light where there is darkness. We need to share Christ's love with the world. We know that Jesus has promised that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. So always remember the word promise in your daily lives. We will all be better people if we live up to our promises. My name is Melanie DeBaudry, and I got the infamous text from Kelly asking me to talk about my star from 2020. So here it goes. Um, last year, when I was getting ready to pick my star, I thought about a lot of the things that I'm sure you all think about. Um, what is my star gonna be? Am I gonna know what it means right away? Or is God going to tell me and reveal it to me somehow throughout the year? Um, so when I reached in, the star that I got was delight 
And uh, my first thought was, what brings me delight? I thought about my family, my friends, um, my job, church, my pets, and chocolate chip cookies. Um, so I thought, okay, if these are the things that I think I find delight in, um, am I truly delighted by each of these things or is there room to grow? Um, I thought maybe I should just appreciate the joy as it comes and not worry so much about um, you know, what kind of consequences there could be or, or not try to plan it out so much, just experience it as it happens. Um, so that was what I was gonna try and do for the start of the year. I was just going to experience um, the joy as it came. So then COVID happened. And um, I work as a speech language pathologist in the schools. And um, so at first when they told us, you're gonna have a couple days off, I thought, okay, I could be delighted by this. I could find the delight. Um, and then they said, well, it's actually gonna be more like a couple weeks. And I thought, okay, this is still good. I'll rest up, I'll you know, have some plans done and I'll really come back strong for the end of the school year. Um, but then days and weeks turned to months and um, it, it was quickly realized that this was nothing to be delighted about. Um, COVID in our lives was taking over and it was um, causing some pretty devastating things. Um, so definitely not a delightful experience. Um, the students that I worked with uh, were all thrown off of their routines as all kids really were. Um, some of them were accessing school online in some sort of way, but um, you know, it really wasn't the same. Uh, people around us were sick and uh, dying of COVID um, and that, you know, it was scary and we didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to help them. Um, people were out of work, businesses were struggling to stay afloat um, and that was causing a, another really big issue um, in our community um, that we had to deal with. Um, people were isolated from each other and that was taking its toll on people's emotional health. So um, there's a lot of reasons to not find delight. So I'm gonna be honest, um, during the COVID time, as I'm sure we all were, I was just struggling to make it and I was in survive mode, not thrive mode. So I have not really thought about my star until Kelly asked me to do this reflection. Um, in my mind, actually, I still feel like it's the springtime, like the whole world was just put on pause. So um, it's, it's, it, the fact that it's December and going into January is just crazy to me. Um, so when I looked at the star and how it impacted my year, um, I had to do some reflection on it and see, you know, where did delight pop up during my year? So overall, I tend to live my life with a glass half full kind of attitude. Um, I don't mean that to take away from anybody's sadness or anger or pain or hurt, um, because those are all really valid feelings and um, should be acknowledged. But I tend to live more in the, um, you know, yes, these things are happening and it sucks, but what can we do about it? What can I do about it? What's within my circle of control? Um, so that's kind of the approach that I took to COVID. So I had to think about what could I focus on um, and, and what could I appreciate? And looking retroactively, I was thinking, where did I find the delight in this year? So when I looked at my family and friends, um, we could not get together like we typically did but we were able to connect on Zoom. And there was a hidden delight in that I ended up connecting a lot more with my friends and family that live out of state or far away um, than I typically would have. And so um, 
Zoom was a blessing for me and my family and friends um, because we were able to connect. We were even able to get my 94-year-old grandpa hooked up with Zoom um, and we taught him how to do it so that he was able to log on and see all of us and talk with all of us. At work, um, I had to make the switch to telehealth, um, which means that I was meeting with students virtually over the computer instead of in person. And that was not without its challenges. Um, there was a lot of difficult parts of that, um, but the hidden delight in that was that parents became more involved. You know, the schools had to rely a lot on parents this year to help students access um, their education and their teachers. Um, and so having the parents join in on our sessions, I was able to see a lot more growth from the students because the parents were able to see what I was doing and then model that at home as well. Um, in church, we were thrown into all of this and we made the transition from in-person to online services and worship. Um, and that was not without its challenges, but out of that came this brand new ministry that we've started. The youth group trip, um, you know, our first idea had to be canceled, and then we went with plan B, and that was canceled, and plan C, and that was canceled. Um, and so uh, eventually, with lots of revisions and lots of work, we were able to pull off a retreat-style trip. Um, and that turned out to be a really great bonding experience for the kids um, and a really good thing for them to look forward to and kind of put a pause on all of this COVID and get away from everything. So that was a great trip. Pets are another area that I find delight in typically. And the benefit of working from home is that I have access to pets all the time. So I could um, take a quick break and go pet a dog, or I could um, have a dog pop up in one of my sessions um, and we could talk about that with students. Um, I've been going on a lot more walks with the dogs and playing out in the backyard. Um, so that's all been a great delight for, for me. And then chocolate chip cookies. So I really enjoy cooking and baking um, for other people. Um, but because of COVID, we couldn't have people over, we couldn't go places. Um, so my brother-in-law actually came up with an idea to do some trading and swap items for a meal. So we each cooked part of a meal and then did a porch drop off. Um, so that was a fun way to look forward to, you know, connecting in a non-contact kind of way um, to keep um, the delight in cooking and sharing it with others. So there were, and there still are a lot of reasons to feel down about the pandemic um, and to feel kind of negative about it. But if you look carefully and you think creatively, you might just find ways to see the delight. Good morning, church family, and Happy New Year. I'm Dave Lumley, and I'd like to share my star word from last year. So last year, the word I got on my star is friendship. Check it out. Now, I've learned over the years that the words that we find on these stars can be a little bit tricky. Usually, my first impression of the word is not at all how it ends up by the end of the year. So when I got this word friendship, I thought I had it all figured out. I was thinking about just two things. Number one, make some new friends. And number two, improve the friendships that I already have. When last year started, we had plans to do a lot of things with friends. 
We had plans to go on a trip with good friends in the summertime. I got a new pickleball racket for Christmas and planned to hang out with friends and play on the new court that's out in the church parking lot. We had plans for a church work weekend with friends. We had plans to run 5K and 10K races, to go up north, to go fishing, to do slow roll bike rides in downtown Detroit, and lots of other things. It should be easy to build friendships. I got this. And then springtime hit and COVID hit and working from home and worshiping from home. That's what we did. Almost all the plans that we had to hang out with friends got canceled. So much for making and improving friendships. And you can try to keep up friendships with things like phone calls and text messages, Zoom calls and Facebook. All those things are okay. But us guys like to go and do stuff. And doing stuff together is how guys build friendships. When Jesus was asked, which is the greatest commandment, he wrapped it all up with this answer. Love God and love people. And loving people starts with building friendships. Jesus is our model for friendships. His disciples were among his closest friends, and they're very important to him. He loved people, and he cared for the people everywhere he went. Having good friends is good for both sides. For me, life is more enjoyable when I'm doing things with good friends. You can't get enough good friends. I consider good friends to be a blessing from God. When I remember the best times in life, they almost always involve good times with good friends. And I've been blessed with a great family. We all get along great and we're good friends. I'm one of four sons and my three brothers and I have a great friendship. We have fun and we do a lot of things together. We played on sports teams together. We go up north, we go snowmobiling, we go on vacations together. They're not only my brothers, but they're my friends. My three brothers are actually pretty nice guys, but don't tell them that I said that. Let's just keep the comment between us. I don't want it to go to their heads. The Apostle Paul, he tells us to carry each other's burdens. Or actually another translation says to share each other's troubles and problems. And we're told that in this world there will be trouble. It's important to build some good friendships before the storms of life roll in. And trust me, the storms will roll in and having good friends can help. 2020 didn't play out the way we planned. And I know I'll get a new star word next week, but I do plan to work on friendships for the rest of my time on this earth. So if I can leave you with any words of wisdom, it would be to make it a priority to build some strong friendships now because friendships are a blessing from God and so that we can help each other when trouble comes. Can I get an amen? Have a great day. A few days before Christmas, Kelly asked me to say a few words about my 2020 star word, what it means to me, what it meant to me after the COVID-19 pandemic hit, and any words of wisdom I might have on the subject. 
Well, I thought to myself, oh no, this is just going to sound like another sermon. But I thought, I can certainly give you my perspective. And I certainly have had some experience with the word. Well, here it goes. My star word for 2020 was stewardship. Stewardship to most members means that that time of year, usually in the fall, when the church asks its members to make a pledge for the amount of money they will donate to the church the following year. This is important because the church uses the pledge total to create a budget to cover expenses, which include salaries, building maintenance, utilities, operational expenses, committee expenses, and insurance. A pledge is not a promise. It is a forecast of the amount of money that will be given to the church. The church recognizes that the life changes, hardships, and difficulties might arise that will prevent a pledge from being met. The church's budget process takes this into account. Experience has shown that the church can expect on average to realize about 96% of the amount pledged. The new challenge is that for 2020 and 2021, COVID-19 has thrown a higher level of uncertainties and hardships in the way. So we don't know yet how much of what was pledged will be received. Now let's look at the way that I view stewardship. Before the COVID-19 pandemic, stewardship meant to me the careful, responsible management and support of the church's facilities, goals, and missions by the congregation. This, of course, is accomplished by the donations of members' time, talents, and contributions. The church's missions include both internal and external components. The external components were developed to help others and are often referred to as outreach programs, such as mission trips and the Deacon's Food Pantry. Since COVID-19 became rampant last spring, the word stewardship has taken on a new sense of urgency for me. Now it takes on a broader meaning of taking care of ourselves and helping our neighbors, of doing everything we can to slow the spread of the virus, including isolating, foregoing group activities, social distancing, mask wearing, and frequent hand washing. An interesting coincidence is that my star word for 2019 was generosity. That word suddenly came into play with the word stewardship. Realizing the impact that the virus has had on the health and livelihood of many people, much more help and assistance was needed to support people who have lost their jobs and are having difficulty making ends meet. Those of us who are better off financially must step up to help provide additional support. Most of you are familiar with the golden rule. With the severity of the, the COVID-19 epidemic and the needs of others, I like to change the words of the golden rule to give unto others. For those of us who are able, we should increase our donations to food banks, shelters, heat banks, and other assistance programs. My wife Ann and I have used some of our alone time to rid the house of items we no longer use and donate them to the Salvation Army. This is yet another way to help others in need. With some diligence and fortitude, we will get through this pandemic. 
there is light at the end of the tunnel. To all of you out there, I wish you a healthy 2021. May your 2021 star provide you with an opportunity for more thought and reflection on its underlying meaning. Indeed, we have been blessed to be a blessing, and we just heard four ways in which we have. Now it comes to the time of our offerings of our life and our labor, and we recall the gift of the Son, Jesus Christ, who calls us to love others in his name. So I encourage you to give what you can and to give in whatever way is easiest for you, whether it's by text on your phone or the text number is on your screen or whether it is by an envelope, or however you'd like to give, and know that when you give to the ministry of Rosedale, that that gift is multiplied in ways far beyond dollars. And so we give God thanks for all of you who give not only your contributions, but your time and your talents to this ministry. And as Rich Oak said, if you have others that you would like to contribute to, please do so. There is so much need, and we have been given the opportunity to give our love with our gifts. Would the ushers now remember that we don't come forward to receive our, our offering in place, but we do have contribution boxes in the hallway. And as we now share this time together, let us recall all the ways in which God has blessed us. Amen.
Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy friends, let us pray. Emmanuel, God with us, you have abundantly blessed us in giving us your son. In the spirit of celebration for his presence in our lives, we dedicate these, the offerings of our life and labor to you. In our giving, we give ourselves to you, Lord Jesus, you who make all things possible. God of this new year, we give you thanks for leading us through this year that was through all of its trials, twists, and turns, yet we also thank you for the amazing amount of blessings that you bestowed upon us as well, for time to slow down, for moments of peace, for extra time with our families. And we pray for all of those for whom this year was more difficult, for those who suffered loss of all kinds, for those who grieve, for those who struggled with health concerns. God of this community, we place into your good care Rob and Jerry, and we uphold our brothers and sisters grieving loss for the Bacchus, Squire, Benny, Cole, Seymour, and Krauss families. And we give you thanks this day for the Asbury, Elstone, Kasperic, and Sanderson families. May your richest blessings of peace be upon each and every one of them. Holy God, as this new year stretches out before us, may we recognize our solidarity with the stranger, outcast, downtrodden, abused, and deprived, that no human being be treated as other, that our common humanity weaves us together in one fabric of mutuality, one garment of destiny. May we pursue the biblical prophet's vision of peace, that we might live harmoniously with each other and side by side, respecting differences, cherishing diversity, with no one exploiting the weak, each living without fear of the other, each revering divinity in every human soul. May we struggle against institutional injustice, free those from oppression and contempt, act with purity of heart and mind, despising none, defrauding none, hating none, cherishing all, honoring every child of God, every creature of the earth. May we and all peoples know peace in this new year, and may we nurture kindness and love everywhere. All of this and so much more, we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray together as a family, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know it's true. It satisfies my longing as nothing else could do. I love to tell the As you think back and look on your Star Word from 2020, remember your story and that it begins with Jesus and then anticipate next Sunday, a service of praise where we receive our new words. As we anticipate that glorious Sunday, I bid you into this week with our benediction that is found on your bulletin or on your screen. Please join us. Friends, the light is shining, the angels are singing, the shepherds are telling the good news to everybody. Let us now go to shine, sing, and tell the story ourselves. Do everything in the name of our Lord Jesus. Giving thanks, thanks to, to God, God through him. him. 
May, May the, the peace, peace of Christ, Christ be with you. you.